my name is Stephanie Wiscott, homeschool mama of three and homesteader of the Natura Chick Homestead, and I am joined by my daughter, Riley. And we are bringing you the ups and downs um, of homeschooling on the homestead with families like yours. everyone and thank you for joining us at homeschooling on the homestead today we are joined by eve and her daughter and we're going to be discussing all about homeschooling and homesteading so welcome eve and Allie. hi <laughs> i have riley here and she is going to talk to Allie a little bit later about all of her questions but eve and i are going to jump in first sound good yeah all right, so if you want to get going, girlfriend, I will talk to Miss Eve. Thanks for joining us. Can you start us off by telling us a little bit about yourself, where you live, how long you've been homeschooling, and maybe some about the animals that you have on the property? Um, yeah, I have been homeschooling going on my 10th year. Um, so nine years complete going into my 10th year. And then we have chickens and we do gardening and i can i do canning and like fermenting um and yeah is and we are in iowa that's what i was trying to figure out where exactly you were located i knew it was central uh, and then we're here in new jersey so our i don't know if our climate's a little different do you have seasons um we do we do have four seasons and um very good soil so <laughs> It's a good place to grow. What uh, zone are you? Um, five. Five. Okay. Very cool. We're seven. So a little different, but that's neat. What do you have going in the garden right now? Right now, we still have peppers. We still have tomatoes. Um, have some beans. I'm growing some sweet potatoes. Um, big herbs still. The We took down our corn. It just didn't do as well this year, and it was kind of just a waste. So... Yep, we scratched that. That's the beauty of homesteading. You'll you trial and error and you learn as you go. Oh, that's the truth. I can totally relate. We did corn and it was looking beautiful. I was so excited. It's the first year and then my dog found it. Yeah, that happened last year. Our dog was a puppy and she got into the garden and just took it out. Yep. We have and not had much luck. <laughs> I know. I think the dogs is the hardest part on my homestead. They drive me nuts. I love them, but they get into everything. And today they found we're doing sweet potatoes for the first time as well. And there was four baby rabbits in the sweet potato beds. So now yeah. we're doing it in the buckets. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. you know, trying it out. We'll see how it goes. And I've never seen it in the buckets. Are like five gallon buckets or what, what yep, do you mean? The big five gallon buckets, yep, with the um, soil in it. And then you just, they grow underneath, yep. Oh, I can't wait to see how that comes out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's everything. Now, how long have you been gardening and doing the homestead? Is this something you started with your kids? Now, we have, just to tell the audience too, you have three kids, um, yeah. five, nine, and 13, correct? Yeah. Correct. Okay. And so then, um, let's say we've been here two years and then we were started in Amarillo. So that would be like three, three years so far. Okay. In homesteading, like type farming and well, we got our chickens three years ago 
And then gardening, that was the same year we had tried, like made a garden. That one did, it was interesting because the climate was different there, obviously, and it was very dry and windy. Um, but we had hooked um, our garden up to our sprinkler system. So it ended up working out pretty good. So we just mm -hmm. sliced it in and just, it would water itself. So yeah, it, it was neat. And then it's our garden has just gone through different stages with moving and um last year it was smaller this year we expanded um chickens it's you know again you have to trial and error um we've had a few things that we've gone and learned throughout the way but you know our chickens are pretty um low maintenance actually <laughs> yeah it's the gateway Yes, it is. And the only reason I don't have more, because I actually started with uh, 12 in, in Texas. Um, the reason I don't have more is because here we have to have a city permit, uh, chicken permit. So we are only allowed six. And um, so that's pretty much caps me. I can't do chicken math here. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting that they have a set a number of chickens. Yeah. Uh, now, is that the same if you would put like, say, ducks or any other animals onto the property? Um, we can't because we are um, urban homesteading right now. It's uh, suburbia. So you can't really bring in other animals. <laughs> but for now, until the next step. Okay. That's awesome. So this is new in the last three years. You didn't grow up homesteading or did you? Right. I mean, I grew up in Iowa and my husband like his family owned farms and stuff, but it wasn't like, this has been newer for me. Like everything has been a learning experience for me. So I didn't have someone teaching me along the way. So it was all, you know, um, learning from others on like Instagram, for example, or researching myself, reading books about it. Um, yeah, so that's I love where I'm at. What made you start three years ago to say, I want to get more into this. I want to learn more about homesteading. We had talked about um, getting chickens before like COVID had even happened. And it was just, you know, COVID had happened. And so we were, had just been, we, we were on an acre back then and we were outside of the city. So we were a little more in a country setting. And so we just started to, it was, it was always things we wanted to do. And so it just kind of led us to doing it and trying it. And then we just realized, you know, it felt like home. So that's all. I grew up in a small Iowa um, hometown. So country, I mean, growing around farms was a normal thing. I mean, like I used to ride the bus to um, and they'd pick up like right across a pig farm and just it was. Yeah. It just feels like home. I love that. It seems like a lot more people are getting in into it since we had the pandemic. People are like yeah. waking up to all of it. So now you've been homeschooling for much longer. Yeah. Were you homeschooled? Your husband homeschooled? No, um, we were both public school. We both graduated from public school and <laughs> train. Um, I don't know if you can hear that, but oh, no. <laughs> I can't hear it. So we're gonna... um, no, but when we, before we even had our children, he wanted me to homeschool. And I, at that time, I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. But 
as I had her and as the time came, I'm like, yeah, I agree. I can't let her go. I'm just, okay, I'll do it, you know? And so it's all been a learning experience as well. And, you know, you truly have to have faith um, and just take it a day at a time and trust God as he's leading the way. So. Amen. So did she ever go to school or it was right from the nope. beginning? Right from the beginning. We started when she was about three and a half, even though it wasn't formal, you know, um, I was just teaching her ABCs, doing nursery rhymes, teaching, you know, colors, shapes, all that type of stuff that they need to learn at that age. But I probably would say that formal curriculum didn't happen until kindergarten. Yeah. So, yeah. That's best. I know when the Lord calls you to homeschool, it's best to listen because he knows he's got a plan for you and his planets are good. So I love that. Right. And what's kind of interesting is at that time, I never even realized that the Lord was calling me to it. It took years later for me to realize that the Lord was protecting us all along. You know, it's just kind of like, at, at that time, my relationship, you know, I mean, I knew God was there, but it, it was different because I would say in the last four or five years, I've really like formed a relationship with God just, and that really affected our homeschool too, because before um, I wasn't teaching them anything, you know, about God or, or in our homeschool. And now it's like, it's the base of everything. And I later on figured out, oh, he was calling us to this. And I didn't, you know, it's kind of like in hindsight, it was in a weird way. He was just, like I always say, he was protecting us along the way. That's beautiful. Absolutely. So what type of homeschool, I know you mentioned that it's uh, God is the base, but what style of homeschooling would you say you follow? Um, very eclectic. Um, I do uh, swing a little bit. Charlotte Mason, oh, the big chunk of it, because we do a lot of reading, like reading-based learning. Um, but I've used manipulatives, which is Montessori, and, you know, just, I kind of use it all. I mean, I've done unit studies. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of traditional, but not really. Like, it's a mix. It's just eclectic. <laughs> I haven't heard that before. Eclectic. I like that to label your homeschooling. I, I could relate in that. I swing definitely more Charlotte Mason. But as my son is coming up, I don't know that he's going to love the Charlotte Mason style. I mean, he likes right. the stories and that, but he's not a reader. I mean, he's right. sick, so we still have some time. But some of the books I've tried reading with him so far, I'm like, oh, this isn't working. So the yeah, that's my son as well. He's very hands on. And that's mm -hmm. where, you know, the Montessori did kind of help, you know, more manipulatives. And um, yeah, he's my kinetic learner. <laughs> I love it. And then I guess that's where I'm guessing where your digital products, your um, printables yes. all came from your son using more hands on yes. learning. Yep. And um, what was great about that is I would be like reading a lesson and I would give him the stuff, you know, to keep his hands busy. And when his hands were busy, he could connect and listen better, you know, and be a little more focused to whatever I was reading. So in a way, I was hitting multiple different learning styles with him and they were enjoying it. They had so much fun doing them. So 
That's awesome. I know I saw your pumpkins. I might have to print those out. They're super cute. Um, I do have the same thing. I have chickens. They are sight words. So it seems if I play a game, he's much more amped to learning with me. To, just mm -hmm. a is a challenge. Right. right. <laughs> so when we make it into a game, it seems to do a little bit better. So it's funny how I've been talking to a couple families now homeschooling on the homestead, and a lot of them tend to like that Charlotte Mason uh, mm -hmm. philosophy, which I think it does really marry well with the homeschool and homesteading. Like they just marry with each other pretty well. Uh, maybe because she talked a lot about farming in a lot of the books she recommended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I just, with this one, she's always been a strong reader. So um, reading, she just, you know, she focuses in and when, it, when she's, when I'm reading out loud or she can read and just learn something so quickly. So just from reading. So she was definitely more Charlotte Mason style to raise, you know, like as so far at least. And then my youngest, he is, He's the interesting one because he's the one that's pretty much homeschooling himself in a weird way because he always wants to do school. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're done. You're done. And he's like, no, I want more. I'm just like, and I don't have. <laughs> so I'm like, but I got to work with your brother now. Oh, so he will be interesting. I yet to figure out what his learning style is. <laughs> yeah, he's still young. So you got some time, but that's funny, man. I can't get my my son, but I have two girls and then my son's the youngest. So I, and he's the baby. So I think he's just like, nah. my husband's a yeah. commercial fisherman. So I'm, he's convinced. He's like, I'm going to be a fisherman. It's all good. <laughs> I don't need to learn anything else. If it deals with fishing, I'll learn it. So I just found some chapter books about fishing. I'm like, okay, we're going to start here. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so what about your husband? Is he um, working on the homestead a lot? Is he helping with homeschooling or how does that work? So my husband, he's in HR and he jumps different to different companies. Um, he does help a lot with the chickens and the garden and all the stuff that we do on the homestead. He is the builder. Um, he's built our chicken coop. He's built our garden beds. He's, you know, he's really hands on. Um, when it comes to that. But as far as like tending to the garden, that's more me. He comes back in when it's harvest time and um, planting, he'll help plant. Um, as far as the chickens, he's the one that's usually cleaning out their bedding. Um, and I have recently taken over, you know, checking their food and their water and filling it, but he used to do that. Um, so yeah, he's kind of just, you know, he helps in when it's his turn. How about with the homeschooling? Does he and as far as homeschooling, yes, he does teach. Um, he's He teaches them things that I wouldn't normally teach. Like he's, yes, he teaches them the survival skills. He teaches them, um, he teaches them how to like make, make a, a fire, fire, put out a fire, make, um, a, tent. make a tent. Um, he's also taught them how to, like he's taught them things with cars because he's uh, that's one of his hobbies. He rebuilds cars. Um, so they know like certain pieces of an engine, like a carburetor and all that type of stuff. And he's taught them how to uh, change tires. 
Um, what else has daddy taught you? He's taught them to fish. Like he's taught them, you know, um, he's taught them to he's shoot. Taught he's taught them to, to, them to do uh, archery. He's um, he's the he's the life skills, you know. And um, on occasion, he will come in in science and do science experiments with them too. Okay. So um, he was teaching them how to nickel plate something like metal. Work. That didn't work quite the way he was anticipating, but this the steps would have anyways he got the wrong metal to the nickel oh. plate so he's like oh okay well so he tried it again and it ended up working but they weren't as present at that time <laughs> and he's taught them like experiments like you know when you drop the mentos in the pepsi like diet pepsi bottle and like okay. yeah things like that so um i mean i do most of the curriculum work as far as in our homeschool but you know very well that learning extends from that so he's very present in in the kids lives and teaching them in their homeschool that's beautiful that's so cool man he, he that's a, such a nice dynamic of you teaching the books and then go outside right the outside skill he's kind of a jack of all trades so yeah, he anything he's doing, anything he's teaching or like building, he built the bookcases in our homeschool room. I mean, they were there. And so he's taught him to paint and do all those types of life skills that I mean, some people don't know how to paint, you know, and or to like put up a frame on the wall. Those are things that I, I wouldn't have taught or been able. He, he teaches me it, too. So it's fun. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. You mentioned curriculum. People love to hear what kind of curriculum you're using. So what what do you use? I know you said it's eclectic. So are you choosing different things or? What, right. What so um, primarily for language arts and like math, I um, I use Bookshark, which is Sunlight's like sister company. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little more secular, but I treat I teach our like beliefs and you know through gather around homeschool we do unit studies with gather around um what are some others we've joined a homeschool co-op this year so we're trying some different curriculums through that um apologia uh, master books they're kind of getting a wide range so this year they're also doing some book shark science and history um but again like they're doing with through the co-op master books history and apologia science it is <laughs> it is very eclectic that's cool though i that's the second time i've heard bookshark that's what you call mm -hmm. it yeah i have yeah. to look at that another family i interviewed uses that as well i i love sunlight it was just a little too much for us it is and um that's actually one of the reasons when i brought in um my second child when he was homeschooling more because primarily I had was doing Bookshark with her and I was only homeschooling one child and with each stage as your children get older and you bring another one in it gets hard to balance or manage so um that's where I had was primarily doing language arts and math for Bookshark but I couldn't continue doing like just the core I was using the core but I couldn't continue using the history and the science because it was too much in the day to balance. It was like four hours per child and I just couldn't do it. So that is actually when Gather Round Homeschool came in. Um, I started to group them for science and history to save myself time. And it was working out great. Um, 
the uh, uh, Gather Brown will have like different levels. You teach one topic in science and like, it's actually more than science and history, but you teach one topic to all of your children. And then they have notebooks where they do the like work. There's a whole bunch of subjects mixed into it, but they do at their level in the notebooks. So I loved that. So say, for example, I was teaching space. One of them would be coloring a space thing in their notebook. And the other one would be like doing some copy work with a coloring, like early elementary. Or um, if they were older in middle school, they had to do more research and diving down and going down the rabbit holes, you know, of the topic. So it was really, really neat. And that was kind of a lifesaver during that transition. Um, but yes, recently, I loved Bookshark so much and they loved Bookshark so much, uh, their science and history, and they missed it because they were learning so much because it's all reading based. You're not doing worksheets. You're not like really, you ask them questions and answers after the readings, but there isn't a whole bunch of like paperwork after. So that is something that we loved. So we just recently this year started to incorporate the science and history back. And it has been a lot. And to juggle, but we're managing so far. We'll see how it goes. You know, just do what's right for your family and just kind of pick and choose as you need to. And if something's not working, drop it, right? So true. Uh, and that's what I love about homeschooling more than anything is the fact that you can just change. And I'm guilty of it though, with the Charlotte Mason. I bought all these books, the older two girls are reading through them and now my son does it. And I'm like, no, I already bought all this stuff. And I had to yeah. sit down forward, and I'm like, God, he doesn't want to do it. And he, God just kept saying like, you homeschool for a reason. You're not mm -hmm. bound to that. You're not bound to the things that you used before with them. And I'm guilty of that too, because I have all those bookshark curriculums down there. And like I said, with my son, he's a different kind of learner. And for my my youngest, I had used my father's world for mm. kindergarten. And I'm telling you, for my youngest is not we're not I haven't even pulled that curriculum out. I'm just where he's going along and doing different things and it's working and you don't have to use what you already had. Although it might be a good idea to sell it. Yes. <laughs> And they have those great Facebook groups. So it's so easy to right. sell and even buy used curriculum. Mm -hmm. So with Charlotte Mason, I'm like, it's okay. We're just creating this beautiful library. And maybe my grandkids one day will look at it. <laughs> but Hunter is not the one. I mean, and my dad jokes when I sound like, he doesn't want to learn. He's like, you named your son Hunter. That's all he wants to do is hunt and fish. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's so funny. Okay, you're right, dad. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> So, oh, that's great. Yes, we are not bound to a curriculum. And praise the Lord, he gives us so many different yeah. ways to educate our children. I mean, just today, right. I was planning on starting homeschooling. We had our first day back to school. We do a beach day. I'm, I'm right here on the shore. So oh, we get nice. It's so cool. I have a learning center we established um, probably four or five years ago now, right before COVID. So we have like a lot of families that all went down to the beach. I'm like, tomorrow we're going to start lessons. It's going to be great. And then we found the bunny rabbits. And I'm like, we're done. And I'm not even trying. Hey, that's your lesson. That's yeah. your school lesson. Yes. I weighed them. I'm like, good. We got math in here. They're going to keep mm -hmm. their 
weight as they feed them. So we'll see if those things stay. But um, another question I wanted to ask you, because this is the question homeschoolers get all the time. I bet you can even guess what I'm going to ask. How are your children socialized? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the question, isn't it? Um, <laughs> So the funny thing is, is my children have always been really socialized because ever since they were little, I always had them in like dance. I always had them in like, um, like when they were really little, it was like tots, swimming, all that type of stuff. And so, I mean, I wasn't their only teacher. I was their lead teacher, the main teacher, but I wasn't their only teacher. They also had interactions with the kids that, you know, they were a part of like along the way. Um, there was parks, there's church, there's community things. And um, currently, let's jump back to now. Um, we've joined a homeschool co-op. It's about 12 different families, so about a ton of kids in there. Um, it's through our, our church, and uh, it's been wonderful so far. And my kids are in uh, music. They were in Taekwondo. They were just, they're in a lot of things in the community. And so they've had made friends through those. Mm -hmm. I know it's so funny. We get that question. It's like, really? <laughs> they yeah. are serious. and not, not. All age. multiple ages they can talk to. Right. Right. Um, yeah. She's made friends in the homeschool co-op and um, they're not like when they're homeschooled, they're not they're not uh, sheltered from the world. I mean, they actually go out in it, you know? So, yeah. I they feel that we have more time to socialize, actually. That's exactly what I was going to say. We have time to do more activities because they're not bound to the eight hours in school. Yeah. After the one sport, they can do uh, different things, like you said, music and the different activities. So that's yeah. great. Yeah, the, the church is doing the co-op, too. I like to see that different churches supporting the homeschool mm -hmm. family, especially with everything going on in the world and in the public schools. Um, families really need a place to go and just have community. So that's that's huge yep. uh, to have that community. Let's talk about your principles so we can get the girls talking as well. So you have these digital products that are online and your planners. Can you tell us a little bit about your planners? That you have yeah um so uh so for me as a homeschooler um i'll tell you i went to amazon and i would buy a planner and it was just made for a teacher like you know um and our lives are so different and homeschoolers we want to write things down differently because we do different things and um so for me, when I first started homeschooling, it was honestly computer paper. That was it. I would just write on computer paper what we were doing, and I just kind of pile it into a folder. And um, then, I, like I said, I had bought some planners off the internet, and I'm just like, this still isn't right. And so I, I was diving into like making printables. I'm just like, well, I'm just going to make my own. It's fine. Cool. I'll make it. Um, so I took basically that form because a lot of, a lot of, um, let's see, I'll see if you'll even be able to see it. So I took my artwork and I made all the art to my watercolor. But for me, 
I really enjoyed writing all those lesson plans out on that computer paper. There was a lot of room. I didn't have to worry about little boxes uh, that were confining me. And so when I made it this planner, it's basically, let's see if I can show you. Actually, I'll probably show you this week. That'll make, oh, maybe the one before. So I could write out all my lesson plans on two lesson plan pages for the whole week and then turn the page. This is what we actually did. I only record, this is a little bit of reverse planning and I only record what we actually do. This is wishful thinking. Doesn't mean we're gonna do it. Doesn't mean we're gonna do it. I'm not bound to this either. I can always, whatever we don't finish, move it on to the next week. And That's then, yeah, and so forth. And so um, I, I also made a, like a lesson tracker. That way I can keep track on how, just to see how many more lessons to get through, right? I mean, it's calendar, it's unit study prep pages. That's beautiful. That well. But yeah, so I just kind of created something that I needed. I have like a list for read aloud, a read aloud list that we go through. Um, like I, I, some of the stuff I don't use as much. I, I like fill it in as we get it done. But like if your state requires attendance records, you can write the number of days, fill it in. Um, as far as like recording, like there's field trips, spots, there's a life lesson chart, like a uh, tour chart that comes with it. Um, extracurriculars, you can write those in. And then what's new to my planner this year is a journal, a journaling spot in the back. So that I way like you can that. write and journal what, um, like something you want to remember from that year. So for example, I basically said, um, my daughter, uh, Starbucks study date in the days that we did it. And then I said, worked on co-op stuff together, had a lot of fun and did a science experiment with yeast. So I just kind of wrote down some things like in times that I wanted, or like for my kids, like for example, my youngest, always wants to do school <laughs> or for my middle son i wrote loves science and history good at math <laughs> so i'm just kind of like shorthand things that i just kind of want to remember when i look back um yeah and so basically i i created that and then i made a student one too recently this is new for her and some, I'm, I'm not really, I'll talk about it a little bit, but the main things that I enjoy about the student planner is this one, the United oh, States that, map. That filled, was cool. And then the back of it is it not filled. So they can take a wet eraser and fill them in as to remember on their own, you know? So I really like that. And then there's math facts. Um, they also have independent reading pages and they have like music pages, like days that they practice their music. And then the way that I use it at this point for her is I will write in what she needs to do mm -hmm. and then she can take it and then check it off as she goes. So, very cool. I love I it. And, and they're very well priced too, I, I have to say too. I mean, the artwork is just incredible.
you reminded me of the question when you were talking. Do you have state laws with homeschooling? Is that so, part of what you record or? It's interesting because, you know, I've homeschooled for many years and my family, we've moved around a lot in those years. So when I originally started homeschooling, I was in the state of Arizona. Um, in Arizona, she was uh, four at that time. And at five or I, I want to say five or six, they started to require like um, an intent to homeschool and stuff. We actually moved out of Arizona before that point. And so I was just homeschooling her anyways, even though it wasn't like required yet by the state, because, you know, they're, it's not even like homeschooling is just learning through life together as a family, you know, and just we do way more than <laughs> what's even required. But after that, we moved to the state of Missouri and Missouri um, there. They don't require any like notice or anything like that, but they do require that you record. It was a big recording state. So it was required that you had a thousand hours of homeschool a year. And so this is why I record to this date, even though I don't have to, is because when I was really learning to homeschool, like, you know, as we were going along the way, I had to record. And recording, it's better to record in a way sometimes than not because at least you have it for your own peace of mind if you if ever needed um so it just kind of stuck with me and then texas we moved to texas after that in texas they don't require anything they don't you don't have to re even record you just have to you have to teach the required subjects so uh for example like reading history and then uh, civics i think you have to teach that history now iowa has different homeschool laws, or not laws, but options. So you can choose which option you'd like. For example, um, I am labeled as independent, so that'd be option one. That means I don't get any help or any like, um, they can't like partake in like dual enrollment or they can't like participate in like school, like sports or anything like that, that are with the school. Um, if you sign up for like, I think it's option like two or three, you can do a dual enrollment and it's like an umbrella type school that they like go to once a week or something. And then, you, you know, you have someone that comes in and like checks your progress. You get benefits uh, or something. Um I think it's for like school supplies and stuff like that too. But as an option, you don't get any of that, which it's okay. Um, I'm okay with that. <laughs> so, wow. Um, if you believe in Iowa, there was recently um, a law put that for like at least for your uh, income taxes and stuff, you could. It, it was starting to consider all homeschoolers as like getting an education credit or something like that. Although we haven't like done anything with that, but I, I think that's an option in, in Iowa as well now. So yeah, it's got different options, but honestly, if you pick the first one, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> Just teach, it has to be bona fide homeschooling. That's, that's the key word, bona fide. So you have to be teaching them. You know, 
That's interesting. I've never heard of different options like that. I'm in New Jersey, like I said, and we, yeah, it's weird. We don't have any, there's nothing like no recording. You don't even have to tell anybody. <laughs> it's kind of bizarre, but wow, that's kind of neat. We, we do have different districts within uh, New Jersey that will let us either, depending what township you're in, if they'll let you do sports with the public school or not. Um, yeah. So that's fascinating. And you really have been all over, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said, we grew up here in Iowa, but um, we left pretty much after college. And then we've gone to many different places along the way because my husband has changed um, companies. He's moved from different companies and um, yeah, it's just been an adventure. That's <laughs> and wonderful. oddly enough, at the 10 year mark after we graduated, we ended up right back in Iowa. <laughs> I love that. That's so fun. Um, so that's, I'd like to get the girls talking. Was there anything else before we get them going again, uh, chit chatting that you wanted to tell uh, families about thinking about homeschooling and homesteading? Would you recommend it? We absolutely really absolutely it is so good for your soul like you don't even understand or know what you're missing until you dive in um just it's it's ultimately the slowing down part of life where you really regain what life should be i mean i even like that's what it was intended we weren't meant to be held back by you know just certain things just it's freeing it's freeing so yeah, I I totally agree. I think that was really great. Get out in nature. Get out in nature. Yes, Get your feet, your bare feet on the ground. You need it. Mm -hmm. Best way to heal yourself too. I mean, oh, the Lord heals you, but right, your soul. But it draws you closer to the Lord to be in nature as well. So it's just you see His work. You see Him through nature. You just feel it. You know. I mean, there's other ways in the word too, but I'm just saying it's a very quick way to feel God. <laughs> yes, take your Bible outside. And then exactly. Really <laughs> That's my every morning. I sit on my front porch. After 10 years of living in this house, I finally put a rocking chair on my front porch. So now That's every nice. morning I sit on my rocking uh, chair with my Bible and I can see the bees. I have three beehives and I can just watch them in the morning. And they just, they are the most amazing creatures. I just love watching them, but it is just watching the birds and all that. I'm like, God, this is perfect. They're so it's, peaceful. It's peaceful. It's, and that's what our like, our mental, spiritual, physical health, we need that. So, yes. I love that. Let me go grab. Hello, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing good, what about you? I'm doing great. Okay, let's jump right into it. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Um, my nickname is Allie. I love drawing and playing video games, reading, and taking care of my animals. Nice. Um, I enjoy like hanging out with friends. I also enjoy drawing and baking and also enjoy hanging out with the animals. Okay, what do you like to do on the homestead? Um, I think my favorite part would either be harvesting the food or taking care of the animals. 
Yeah, we just found two bunnies that we have to take care of. Well, my not two bunnies, four bunnies, actually. And my sister's been taking care of them all morning, and I have to help her. So that's definitely fun. Different, like, different ways to take care of animals. That's fun. Okay, what do you not like about homeschooling on the homestead? Um... <laughs> or something or... <laughs> I can't think of anything. Do you ever have to clean up poop? Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hate cleaning up our dog's poop. It smells so bad. <laughs> I hate going into the chicken run and having to walk through that. My sister walks barefoot in the chicken coop. No, she does <laughs> She's lying. She wears rubber boots. <laughs> and like That's smart. Yeah. What's your favorite memory on the homestead? Um, yeah. I think for homestead it would have been in Texas when we first introduced our old dog that passed away to our baby chickens. Oh. Okay. Did they like each other? He was a lot more gentle. He was so. gentler. I, he tried to eat a couple, but but wasn't as much our, as our new dog. Our our little <laughs> she's fierce. <laughs> yeah, she's lined up. Hence they out. hence they need a chicken run for their protection. <laughs> Instinct definitely kicks in. Yeah. I love that. Um, and what about homeschooling? Oh, uh, can't just think of one memory though. Yeah, there's a ton of memories. Okay. Yeah. You want one of them you want to tell us about? Um, we in our in Kansas City are old old house we used to go on like pit nets in our backyard at points and have little tea parties when we did school that's sweet yeah we did we did that once i think yeah, maybe we should do it some more that's a good idea yeah yeah like read alouds in the tea time we would do that a little bit yeah now we can't do it often but you know whenever it was a nice day where it was just like kind of you know, gloomy, like, okay, let's do read aloud and we'll make something yummy with it. So that's fun. We have tried that before and then somebody always ends up on the trampoline and then mommy tried to read on the trampoline. That does not work. <laughs> that's funny. Why do you think that's, like, that's like going outside in the patio deck? Yes. <laughs> yep. Why do you guys think other people should homeschool on the homestead? um homeschooling is just a great option in general plus um you get to actually have more of a connection with your family than you would in public school because you're not around your family all the time in public school um and yeah you just get so much of a more bond with your family and you actually get to learn more stuff that's not just like 
reading a certain book that you have to. You could read any book at any time. Like, if you want to read a book that you have to in five weeks, read it. Uh, if you want to reread a book, then read it. Um, but, yeah, like, we've went to the Herbert Hoover Museum here. And it was, like, on a Monday in the middle of the day. So, most public schoolers wouldn't have done that unless it was for a field trip or something. Yeah, it's definitely nice when you can, like, go somewhere and there's not a lot of people there because they're all in school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Plus, you get Introverts to... all over. <laughs> Plus, you get to go on, like, more vacations and stuff because you aren't bounded by the time of school. Yeah, we like to snowboard a lot and go on a ton of vacations. We like sometimes we just go on vacations to learn about stuff. Like you can literally do school anywhere you go when you're in schooling. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it can be tricky with the animals though, like finding somebody to help out. Yeah, that's probably that's the thing with traveling. But yeah, do you enjoy helping your mom with the like the animals? Uh, yeah. She's usually the one that will go outside and take them out and start, like, petting them and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, a couple days ago, she had grabbed one of the babies, and I didn't, like, she was just walking in the backyard holding holding the chicken. Just pet. She goes out there and pets them <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so do you guys only have chickens, or do you have more animals? Just chickens. Yeah. yeah. Unless you count, like, indoor animals, then just chickens. Okay. Yeah, we have a dog. And we fish. And fish. <laughs> yeah, I have a dog and a fish. Yeah. And now rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you find those on the beach, did you say? Or did no, they find them? Found them in our Ashley Arbitata. Okay. Are they like babies or are they just they look like, uh they look like they're about a week old. A couple mm -hmm. days old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We found um, bunnies once in uh, in Texas, but yeah, yeah, that's a different experience. <laughs> yeah, my sister did not have a great story with the bunny she found, so we're we're giving it a go. Right, we didn't either, so we will just keep that one to ourselves. <laughs> I think I know what. Mom is not very nice to those babies when she rejects them. Mm -hmm. Something like that. <laughs> they were abandoned. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's tough. So, any other questions for Allie that you have? Um, no, I think that's all. Yeah, anything you want to tell us, Allie, about homeschooling on the homestead? Um, I have a question. Just, yeah. If, so, Riley mentioned she liked baking. Um, Mom says she ferments and she cans. Do you help out with that stuff, too? Mm, yeah, sometimes. I mainly, like bake as in like cupcakes or like banana bread and stuff like that she usually does the sourdough and stuff um she actually has always baked and she for the longest time she wants to actually open a bakery at some point but it, that's it would actually be more like a dessert bakery because that was that's more of her alley yeah yeah that's the fun stuff that's what riley likes to do too yep yeah. So, very good. Well, Allie, anything else you wanted to add? Um, 
Uh, maybe just the fact that homeschooling is great. That's a good way to end it. Well, we thank you so much, even Allie, for joining us today. Where can our followers find you? Go check out the, your planner and all of that. Where do you recommend them find you? Um, find me on my social media, on Instagram, um, the Homeschooling Mama 3. That's where you're most likely to get a lot more of the info and content, content that I share. So, um, and everything's pretty much linked from my Instagram plate. Uh, page in the link on my profile. You can get to my actual blog platform. You can get to my Etsy shop. You can get to my Facebook, which my Facebook is kind of an afterthought. So Instagram is definitely where you'll get a lot of it. So that's great. Thank I'll you be guys sure. for having us. Yes, I'll be sure to link all that in the show notes. So thank you for joining us. It's so wonderful to be able to talk to other homeschool on the homesteaders. So yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.